I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Um, this is a special episode. This is the 200th episode of the podcast. And for this one, I'm gonna do something really sort of different format and, and quite honestly, you know, sort of special to me. Um, I wanted to do an episode on mentorship um, and bring on people in the multifamily space that have been uh, just phenomenal mentors to me and continue to be that. Um, so I wanted to kind of highlight that. So so first, let me just say really, truly thank you all for, for being on today, but also just kind of always <laughs> being there as mentors. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be here. I will, um, I'm going to do, like I said, I'm going to do a quick bio. So people listening and, and also I'll mention your previous episodes because you've all been kind enough to be on the podcast podcast before. So I'll let people know um, what episode you're on and just do a quick bio. Um, Ellie Perlman, she was on episode 10. Uh, Ellie's the founder of Blue Light Capital Group and has over 15 years of experience in real estate investment, law, and property management. Ellie leads Blue Light Capital, which owns and manages over 3,300 multifamily units across the US. Um, Ashley Wilson was on episode 39. I was looking through this and realizing it's been a long time. Like how many episodes have been between since you know, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it was kind of crazy to look back and see what these numbers were. Yeah, because Ashley was on episode 39. Ashley's the founder of Bar Down Investments, co-founder of Apartment Addicts, and co-founder of House It Look. Um, she's a best-selling author of The Only Woman in the Room and has hosted several Bigger Pocket series. Uh, she started investing in real estate in 2009 and has been involved in over 120 million in transactions and managed over 10 million in construction within both single and multifamily across 1,500 units. Um, Ashley also advises other well-known operators in their um, asset and construction management. And Jay Scott, uh, which we were talking before we started recording, we were are both Jasons and think of it from the letter J. So that was in, the, in a, a fun fact I hadn't known really very long before. Jay was on episode 48. Um, Jay is a co-founder of Bar Down Investments with Ashley. He's an industry leader uh, and has written five best-selling investment books. In addition to the multifamily holdings through Bar Down, Bar Down is personally bought and sold over 70 million in residential real estate since 2008. Is a sought-after speaker and mentor, and after a prominent technology career, Jay uh, still participates as a strategic advisor for several venture-backed companies in the real estate space. And Ashley and Jay together um, are mentors in in apartment addicts. So, um, again, thank you all for being on here. As I mentioned before, we could fill the whole hour with um, talking about all of your accomplishments, but uh, I'd I'd much rather just talk about. I guess start with what you have what your mentorship has meant to me and kind of where that has brought me. And then also I want to get, you know, your thoughts on mentorship and, and your own mentors and, and how that has, you know, sort of worked for you. But um Ellie was was actually my first mentor in multifamily right after I got started. Uh and and that was a year-long mentorship that that sort of that was the formal part of it, but certainly uh, she continues to be a, a big part and, and a, uh, a great advisor for me. And then, and currently I, I'm lucky enough to be a part of Apartment Addicts with Ashley and Jay Scott. And the, the, that continued mentorship helps me with, you know, kind of my ideas of where to go and, and, and what to build in my own real estate business. So, um, I, I really appreciate all that, but I wanted to see if if maybe we could start with talking about what role mentorship has played in each of your um, careers, you know, whether it's in the multifamily space or, or even outside of that, because I know I've had coaches, uncles, uh, you know, aunts, uh, many other people that have been mentors in, in other areas of my life, but um, I think it's it's really a 
an important part of our lives that, and I'm just curious how that's played a role in yours. Yeah, you absolutely. Go? I can... <laughs> that'll, that'll be the hard yeah, part is figure I out can... who goes first, but yep, anybody please. <laughs> I can, I can take this one first. Um, so, you know, throughout my career, I've actually always, always had mentors and many times more than one. Um, and they've taught me, you know, many things from how to approach, um, you know, when you go to the city hall and you need to get a permit, how do you do that? How do you uh, kind of use your EQ to get things done and get things moving um, and kind of bypass bureaucracy? And, you know, some mentors were my prior bosses when I was an employee um, that taught me, um, you know, how to do, how to set goals um, and how to focus on what, what is really important um, and then, you know, I also had a mentor when I, um, you know, started, uh, buying real estate, um, and, you know, my mentor was Joe Fairless. And I, I basically, when I started, I said, who scaled and built the, their business really quickly. And I was looking at multiple mentors, um, cause I always felt like there's, there's a lot of very, very, you know, it, successful and smart people out there. And I always want to be connected with those who are smarter than me, more successful than me and learn from them. And I've spoken with multiple mentors and I realized, hey, I want to scale really quickly. Let me choose the one that has done that in a short period of time because he can teach me how to do the same. Um, and, you know, we're we're around for about six years now. Um, and we've had, we've owned about 750 million in AUM since inception. Um, in apartment complexes. And so um, choosing the basically the right sponsor, the right um, mentor is one of the most important things that anyone can do in their careers. And you can always, even now I have a business mentor that helps me increase EBITDA and grow the business, um, the business income. And it's, you know, different mentors and in different parts of your career, you basically um, would want to have different mentors to teach you different things yeah yeah for sure how about you Ashley you're gonna uh, say something yeah I, I personally believe there's basically if you want to um, oversimplify it there's four different types of mentors and it comes down to two different categories and you have to decide between them so for example if you want an informal versus a formal formalized mentorship and then the type of person you are, are you an integrator or are you a visionary or maybe you're a combination of the two and then you want to match with someone who fits that exact profile that matches yours so in terms of different mentors that i've had along the way i've had kind of different combinations of those um versus you know like in terms of a formal uh formalized mentorship who is more of a visionary focuses on the business instead of in the business versus someone who's more tactical in their approach. And it's more of an integrator approach. And, you know, you might have someone who's formalized or informal, just like Ellie was just saying in terms of the example where going to city hall and getting permits, that's more of a tactical mentorship. So I think mentors serve a tremendous amount of role, uh, uh, guidance, um, with helping you progress to another level. I can tell you my personal journey, I was really against mentorships at the beginning, at the onset, um, because mentorships and gurus kind of get lumped into the same bucket. And for me, I didn't separate the two. I had a hard, it was more my own internal issue that I couldn't separate the two. So I lumped them together. So I was not in favor of joining a formalized mentorship program for years. And it was definitely a hindrance on my personal growth and uh, our company growth. I think if we had joined earlier, I think we could have gone further faster, just, you know, like Ellie was just pointing out um, that she did, and she was very intentional on who she sought out for a mentorship. What I realized after joining men a mentorship program was Yes, you do get the added value in terms of the tactical way in which you operate the business. But one thing that's not often talked about is the amount of opportunities that bloom from that mentorship if there's a community-based mentorship. So to put that um, to an example, 
two um, deals that I partnered on were a direct result of that formalized mentorship program that if I hadn't been in that mentorship program, I wouldn't have had those opportunities. And some could argue that then I might not have gone down the journey that I went down because those opportunities led to other opportunities, which led to where we are today. So I'm a huge proponent for joining mentorship programs, both formalized and seeking out um, mentors. And I also think that you grow. So your mentor should always be um, changing as well. Like you, you should seek mentors, but you should also be growing within that mentorship in that relationship so that you can find your next mentor. I don't think it's good to stay with a mentor, you know, for 10 years, so to speak, you know? Right. Right. No. And I think actually that's an important point to, to point out here. This isn't necessarily uh, just about paid mentorship programs that there's, you know, sort of organic people that you might meet in, in other ways. So I think when, when we say that, yes, there are paid mentorship programs and they're great, but like the, there's other ways to, to find mentorship throughout. And it might be with, uh, you know, people you meet at conferences. It might just be people in the industry. It might be people completely outside of the industry that are um, mentoring you, you know, as Ellie mentioned on the business growth side or whatever it might be. Um, how about you, Jay? What what's your uh, been your experience with mentors? Yeah, uh, so I've had mentors for 25 years now. Um, interestingly enough, it wasn't until the last few years that I've had any in the real estate space. But the mentors I've had have had a tremendous impact on my growth in real estate and as an investor. Uh, my first mentors were in the business space, so I I did the the tech and corporate thing for many years. And um, my first mentors were, were business people who basically taught me how to navigate the corporate world. And like Ashley said, there are a lot of different types of mentors that you're going to run into. And what you'll likely find is if you're open to mentorship, that there will be people that, that kind of come and go that fill a specific role for a specific period of time. Then there'll be others that will stick with you for years or even decades um, I, my first mentor that I met back in 1995, one of my first jobs out of college, um, we worked together for six years and then I moved out of state, took a different job with a, another, another corporate job. Um, but he remained my mentor. And then I moved into real estate and I've always thought of myself less as a real estate guy than a business guy. The reason I, I think I've been successful growing real estate businesses um, is because I know the business side of things probably better than I know the real estate side. And so that business mentor of mine kind of has stuck with me even into my real estate career. Um, then I've had other people that have kind of come and go, like they, they've served a purpose. I, I needed a mentor for some period of time. Um, and they were there and, and we worked together and there was a good synergy. And, and then for one reason or another, one of us was ready to move on. Maybe they fulfilled their role. There was nothing else they could do, or, or maybe, um, maybe I was the mentor and, and I fulfilled that role. Um, and then as of a couple of years ago, uh, when I was ready to move from single family into multifamily, um, I kind of had my most recent experience with the mentor and that was Ashley. Um, when I decided to move into multifamily, I realized that that was the biggest challenge I had faced in the real estate world. And it was the first time in real estate that I really felt like this isn't something that I could do myself. And even if I could do it myself, I didn't want to because moving into to multifamily syndication, um, at that point, I was becoming a fiduciary for other people. I was responsible for other people's money, millions of dollars. And that wasn't something I was comfortable taking on myself um, without formalized mentorship and training because I just honestly didn't trust myself um, uh, just going and willy-nilly learning the business when when I had uh, when I was a steward of other people's money. So back in 2018, 19, I reached out to Ashley. We had been friends for a while. And I basically asked her to teach me the business because I, I knew she had been in this business for a while and she knew this business inside and out. And uh, it started out the first year or two was was very much a mentorship. I came in and, and I worked for her company and she taught me the business and, and it grew from there. And, and like we mentioned, uh, different types of mentorships can change and grow and change. Um, and with us, our, our that mentorship uh, kind of, progressed and, and, and evolved into a partnership because we realized that there were a lot of synergies between what we were doing. There was a lot of uh, complementary skills, the things she was really good at, uh, I wasn't so good at, and vice versa. 
And so it started as a mentorship, but it grew into a partnership. And so that's the biggest thing I've learned with, with, with mentorships. There's no one size fits all. And sometimes uh, some mentors will stay with you for years or decades. Others will, will be short term and some will evolve into to things that are even bigger and better than, than just that mentorship. Yeah, no, I, I think, and really, I mean, some common themes from, from all of you in, in I think one of it, it one important takeaway is, is the intentionality of it, right? It's, you know, as Ellie mentioned, it's like, she saw what Joe Fairless was doing. Okay, that's, I know that's how I want to grow my business. You know, Jay came to you, Ashley, with like, I see her as, as a, you know, a leader in the industry. I want to learn from her. And I think the intentionality of it is probably how you uh, avoid getting caught in that sort of guru versus mentor trap, I suppose, because there are a lot of, uh, programs out there that do a ton of marketing and they do, you know, they have, they, you know who they are, but that it may not be the same. It may not be the right mentorship program for you. Right. So you have to decide what you want to get out of it and where you, where you want to be in the space. And I, I think that that's one of the things for me where I feel, you know, sort of very lucky uh, to have been able to, I guess, connect with, with all of you be, because I see, certain aspects of what each of you do as as important to me and how I want to grow and scale my business. So I, I think it's just people people looking for mentors. It's not probably a decision you want to make like sort of quickly and just, you know, <laughs> so whatever pops up on Instagram, oh, this person has a has a mentorship program. But you know, do some do some due diligence and figuring out what what works for you. In my in my experience, um, those who are the best mentors are the ones who would be doing it for free um, if they weren't charging for it. And a lot of them do it for free else, uh, otherwise. Um, and I think I'd probably speak for, for the three of us here, Ellie and Ashley and myself. Um, we love teaching and we don't teach for the money. I mean, obviously we have a limited amount of time and we all have mentorship programs that we do charge for, um, but that's basically because we, we need to figure out how to get compensated for our time because there's opportunity cost. Um, but I think I, I speak again for all three of us when I say we'd be doing it if it weren't for the money. And I'm, I'm guessing all three of us spend an extraordinary amount of time helping and teaching others, even outside of what we're getting paid to do, because that's something we love to do. We love to teach. And, and I'll, I'll speak for myself here, but, but probably the same for, for Ellie and Ashley. Um, I'm, I was so fortunate to have people that kind of helped me in this business, uh, whether it was my, my corporate world stuff that I was doing or, or now the real estate business, um, that I'm so appreciative of all the help that I got that I kind of feel responsible to pay that forward. Yeah, no, that that's a great point. And I, I think that that goes back to like mentors in life, right? Like I, f I feel like I've had mentors throughout my life, like I mentioned with coaches and things like that and and now into multifamily. But it it to me, I see I see that as like that's that's just what you do, right? Like that's that's how you that's how you give back, that's how you help other people. There when you like people ask me questions and I feel like a level of imposter syndrome because they're like, oh, you have, you've done some deals. Let me ask you about this because I look to, to folks like you and I'm, and I, so you're always kind of looking at the, at the steps ahead of you, but I enjoy it. Like I enjoy answering those questions. I want to be able to at least help in whatever way I can. And I think that's, that's what I've learned from the mentors I've had in my life, that that's, that's, that is how you give back. Um, one weird thing that I have feel like I have noticed is, and I, I it's funny, I, I interviewed Bill Allen recently, and we talked about this. A lot of people don't mention who their mentors are. And and quite frankly, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this, because I'm like, yeah, these are my mentors. It's This, I think, is important that people know. But a lot of people talk about having done a mentorship, and then it's almost like this weird secret that they don't want to put their names out there. And I'm not sure I understand that. And I don't know if any of you have any sort of feedback on why you think that would be, but it, for a long time, it made me afraid to talk about who my mentors were because it seemed like nobody else did. And I thought there was some unwritten rule that you didn't do that, but it was like, I, I have no reason not to talk about it other than if, <laughs> if there was people didn't want to have it talked about, I, I guess, I don't know if anybody has any kind of insight into that. 
I, I, I think... I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to scream from the rooftops that, that, uh, that actually taught me this business. And, and so I, I don't understand that, uh, that not wanting to, to talk about your mentors, because that's something that literally she's, she's given me an opportunity that I could not have gotten elsewhere or could not have easily gotten elsewhere. And so uh, for me, it's, yeah, you, you should be talking about your mentors and you should be praising them because um, if they do a good job, literally they're, they're giving you opportunities that, that you're probably going to have difficulty finding elsewhere. I think part of the issue is that mentorship programs, formalized mentorship programs have a reputation. I mean, we can't get around it. They all have different reputations. And at the end of the day, when someone says they're from a a certain mentorship program, I mean, I do it myself. If someone tells me a certain mentorship program, I'm like, oh, they're really good at probably raising money, but they don't know how to operate. Like I know right away because I know what that mentorship program focuses on. Um, And I think that's why people are reluctant to say it. I mean, let's face it, even lenders, lenders will loan less to certain students out of certain mentorship programs than others. I mean, that's just a fact. So if you are with a certain mentorship program and you know in the back of your mind that there are these stigmas or you know a reputation around this mentorship program i think there's a fear that it doesn't necessarily mean that's how you took the information that was provided to you during that mentorship program and use it but unfortunately that's kind of the nature of the business My mentor, um, the formalized mentorship program I did was with Charles Dobbins. He was investigated by the SEC. A lot of people would say, you know, why would you take a program where you knew the person was investigated by the SEC? Well, I actually really liked the program for a lot of reasons. One is he was very transparent about everything that he went through with the SEC. And to me, I want to always know worst case scenario and how you handle worst case scenario, scenario, how you avoid those mistakes. You know, Ellie was, her intention was, how do I scale the fastest? Mine was, how do I see the most problems as soon as possible so I can learn and then build the business that way? Knowing all these risks are out there operationally, how do we handle gas leaks, fires, deaths, shootings, all of those things? Those were the things I was focused on when I picked my mentorship program because you know, maybe Ellie and Jay and I go after two different types of assets. Maybe, you know, Jay and I have a, a, a different appetite for very heavily distressed assets and repositioning of those assets where Ellie, maybe that's not her business plan. Her business plan maybe is core plus. I, I don't know. And I, I'm not trying to say that's the case. I'm just saying, you know, in terms of kind of justifying your mentorship and who you chose as a mentor, you kind of almost feel like you have to caveat it by saying, well, well, Charles Dobbins is also a lawyer and he went through the SEC. He still has his, um, uh, you know, the ability to practice his, his, uh, I'm blanking on the term here, but um, his license to practice. And he was, you know, it it was actually found that it was his partner that it was at at fault and not him. And, you know, so I, it's almost like, do I have to explain that every time I say that I went with Charles Dobbins, you know, because there's obviously maybe a stigma attached with that program. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that if you um, utilize the program to its fullest, um, I'm a firm believer. I, I went to private school for almost my entire life. But my grandfather once said to me, it doesn't matter whether you go to private school or public school, it matters what you make of the education that is given to you as, you know, as an opportunity, how much you use that opportunity. And I think the same thing of education programs, mentorship programs, you really, if you maximize the, the, resources provided to you, the support that's provided to you, the network that's provided to you, you can make an incredible business out of any program. So unfortunately, you know, it's just the nature of the business, just like it's the nature of the business that if you go to Ivy League versus a community college, there's a different reputation associated with those two institutions. And we just happen to have that in the real estate world as well. I guess maybe then I that maybe that's why I don't understand it because I feel no, 
shame or concern or what I don't feel like I don't owe anybody explain any explanation about my mentors. I'm very happy with everything. So it's kind of like, yeah, sure. I'll tell you, I I'll tell anyone and, and would recommend them. So it, maybe, and I think it's your point, Ashley, about it, it is what you make of it, right? It's like, you can, you can connect with the, you know, whatever the best, whoever the best mentor might be for you. But if you don't also put in the work, then it doesn't, you know, it's, it's, you're kind of wasting your time. So it, it goes back to that intentionality and, you know, kind of what it is, what you make out of it. Um, what do you think as mentors, like, what do you see as, as your roles? Like when you, I, I know, you know, in some ways, it's maybe different if you're talking from a, a, a formalized mentorship program versus, uh, you know, just like with Jay and Ashley's sort of starting as a mentorship and then progressing to a partnership. What do you, what do you see as your role in that relationship with with a mentee? So I think um, that there are two kind of parts to every mentorship program. There's, you know, if there are videos or written materials, kind of the formal education, um, which is one part. And, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that whoever is starting, you know, business is in, in real estate and syndication and multifamily, single family homes, they, they're intelligent enough to understand the materials that you don't need to get one-on-one -on -one time with them to teach them that. The real value is basically when there's, you know, specific issues or, or um, situations that you're saying, you know, whether um, a mentee connected with another, one mentee connected with another, and then they're trying to formalize a partnership and maybe something happened there um, or a deal that is not really going, you know, the way that uh, the, the students have expected. This is where, you know, at these times, this is, in my opinion, the real value of um, any mentorship program. If the men if the mentor can get on the phone with you and think strategically with you, hey, this is a situation. Here's how I would approach it. Here are people that I can connect you with that might be able to help you. Um, here's how I would look at the situation. These things, there, there, you can't put a, a, you know, a price tag on them. It's, it's just, um. Probably your mentees are going through some things that the mentor was dealing with years ago and can speak from experience. And if not, they know enough people that they can connect the mentees the students with. So I think kind of the combination of providing the basic information on how how to buy a house, how to, you know, if it's single family homes, how to flip it, how to raise money, how to, um, you know, manage assets and, and how to exit deals. This is the formalized portion of it. The other one is problem solving. And, you know, if you want to get a, get, a, you know, get started and partner with someone here, are the people that, you know, I think you can be a good fit with. Um, and, you know, Ashley mentioned, um, you know, earlier that um, there, you know, a, a few um, components to it uh, and, and that every, to every, program and every program has a different um, kind of um, emphasis and it's absolutely right. So some programs are very, very focused on underwriting. Others are on capital raise, other, you know, other programs, um, you know, some of them are asset management, but it's usually either the deal side or the equity side and kind of choosing which one you're attracted to. Um, that's one way of choosing a program. Um, and I think it's also the mentor's role to understand, okay, my program is focused on one aspect. There's no program in the world, not that I know, that is 100%, you know, you can't focus on all aspects um, of real estate. And so how do you lead the mentee and teach them to compensate for the other parts? So if it comes to, hey, this program is focused on capital raise, how do you scale? How do you hire people with, 10, 15, 20 years of experience managing assets and underwriting deals. So you know the program teaches you that, but really to excel in that, um, you know, let me teach you how to hire those people, how to how to progress. Because I don't believe that you can teach someone how to be 
an A plus in all aspects, very, very different skill set if you're managing assets versus, you know, raising capital, just different skill sets, different, you know, personalities. So what Ashley said was actually very, you know, on point, not only when, when you are reaching out to mentors and interviewing them and looking at the materials, try to understand what is the focus and make sure that you're connected with that specific focus. I think it's also really important to differentiate between coaching and mentoring and mentorship. Um, and the two are very much related, um, but I, I kind of liken it to um, coaching is, is a push model. Mentoring is a pull model. So if you think about like a professor or a teacher, um, they're more like a coach or a coach. If you, if you play a professional sport, perhaps um, their job is to teach you. Their job is um, to provide you the information you need to go to. You need to go from zero to success. Um, and it's very much a push model. You tell me what I need to know. You tell me what I need to do so that I can be successful. Uh, on the other hand, the mentorship part is very much a pull model. It's I've you've given me the coaching, you've you've pushed the information to me, um, and now it's up for me to it's up to me to go and do it. But I'm going to run into issues. I'm going to run into um, questions, whether they be tactical, whether they be strategic, whether they be something else. And when I have those questions, I can't expect you to anticipate all the questions I have. So now a good mentor is somebody that's there and waiting for me or waiting for the mentee to come and say, hey. I've run into an issue or I have a situation or I've hit a roadblock. Can you help me get past it? And so again, the, the, the coach is going to be a very push model. The mentorship is going to be a very pull model. Um, but if you're looking for to break into a, a new business, if you're looking to break into whether it's real estate investing or anything, um, the best person to help you is somebody that can serve both of those roles. Um, somebody that can start out with the I can coach you, I can teach you, I can provide the information, I can get you started, I can help you define that roadmap. Um, and then as you progress along that path, as you run into issues, again, whether they're strategic, whether they're tactical, um, whether you run into roadblocks, you come and you say, hey, I need help because I've run into a specific issue. And so the best people out there, the best coaches and mentors out there really serve both of those, those roles, um, but they're smart enough to know when they need to be serving one role versus another. And, and so one of the things that Ashley and I try and do in, in our group is we like to know who in the group is at the point in their career where they need more coaching than mentorship, um, whether they need more handholding, whether they need us pushing more information and really helping them progress down the path because they don't even know what the path looks like versus those who have progressed further, those who have done this a few times, those who have their path defined, um, but now they're running into specific issues, whether again, strategic, tactical, or roadblocks. Um, and then our job is to listen to them, not to tell them what to do, but to, to help solve their problems um, and help them kind of define their own path and get to the next level. And so if you're looking for somebody to help you in this business or any business, look for somebody that can serve both of those roles and on top of that, somebody who's smart enough to recognize when to be a coach versus a mentor, because again, the two are very different and everybody is going to need uh, uh, something different at a different point in their career path. If I could just add on to what Jay was mentioning and put it in a real life example, before I joined uh, Charles's mentorship program, I actually went to another like mini session to see if I wanted to join this um, formalized mentorship group. And, um, to Jay's point, the program was all about pushing out information instead of pulling you as a mentor. They were serving as coaches, not as mentors. And the situation I was coming from was a situation in which, um, you know, I was partnered in on with a group that had no problems with acquisitions and raising capital, but they had problems with operations. And I was a firm believer at the time, I'm a firm believer today that operations is the single most important aspect of the entire business. And it is even more critical in downturns in the market, which we're in today. So I knew based off of the market cycle that that was really important for, for me to gear up on all of that information, know where, knowing where we were within the market cycle and not relying on cap rate compression to carry us forward. When I went to this program, 
when I spoke with the head of the program, the program who, you know, the figurehead of the program, and I asked, okay, I know you have had this program for a long period of time. What are your metrics behind this program? Since I'm a very data-driven person, I wanted to know the metrics behind what is your, how do you define success in your program? And then in terms of how you define it, what do those numbers look like? And they define success on acquisition, not on full cycle deals, not on achieving performa. So I knew right away that that was not a fit for me for that program. I knew immediately because their sole focus was how do we acquire, 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 but not how to operate, not how to protect investors' capital. And to me, that was what I needed. Those were the roadblocks that I was facing day in and day out of operating a very difficult property. And I knew that that mentorship program, you know, to Jay's point, I was past the point of acquisitions. I wasn't focused on acquisitions. I mean, deals were a dime a dozen years ago and that wasn't the issue. So to me, I was focused on what did I need at that time to get me to the next level. And that's really what landed me with Charles, because I mean, there were a lot of reasons I really liked Charles. The fact that he was a lawyer and provided all of the legal documentation for free, the templates, I mean, that had tremendous value when you're starting up a company and you don't have that upfront capital, that startup capital. Um, needed, but coupled with that, he had managed all of his own deals. He had asset managed all of his own deals. He had come across all of the problems I was facing. So, you know, to both what Ellie and Jay are saying, where you come across these issues and you rely on your mentors to help you figure out these challenges, that first program wouldn't have been able to provide those answers for me, but Charles's program did. And that's why it was a perfect fit for me at that time. And that's why I stayed in the program for as long as I did, because I was just trying to get through as many fires, pun intended, because there were fires, um, as I could and learn from someone who had already gone through the process. So I didn't have to make beginner mistakes. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. And it, and it just goes back to when people are looking for that, that whatever mentorship they want to do, they, they really do need to find what their focus will be and, and kind of head towards that type of, uh, that type of program that provides them what, what they want, sort of tying it together. You know, Ellie was talking about the, the videos, the written materials and things like that. And then, and then on the back end, you know, being there for the advice when there are problems. And I think you, as Jay said, the coaching versus the mentorship, maybe the coaching is the is that part, the, the written materials, the videos, the stuff that's kind of like the nuts and bolts, this is how you do it. And then having a mentor who will be there for you when you, okay, fine, any of us can like read that stuff and and, and try to put it, but it's like, you're going to run into problems that um, then you're just relying on experience. Like that's really what it is, is you're looking for your mentor to have that experience of, of those particular problems or those particular situations that you can learn from their prior experience, their prior mistakes, their, their prior victories, and whatever it is, just kind of adding that into your, um, almost, you know, your own, uh, experience base by leveraging off that of the, of the mentors. Um, what do you, so short of, you know, sort of going into a paid mentorship, how do you, how would you suggest people sort of approach potential mentors? And, and I know Jay, you did this with Ashley. So maybe, um, that's a and and I guess I would even preface this by in in that situation one thing people really need to to listen to there is is the just being humble enough to do that because I think you know it's you were you were successful already and decided I wanted to make a shift and and went to Ashley who had you know more experience in that particular avenue so I, I just think it's the willingness the openness to to learn to to accept mentorship is a, is a huge part of it but but what do you what do you think is the right way to approach potential potential mentors and and also maybe if you're trying to feel out what mentorship programs you'd like to be a part of you know what what should people look at there yeah uh so um 
let me start with when I approached Ashley, I needed more than mentorship. I needed coaching um, because I knew I knew nothing. I, I was starting from scratch and Ashley and I actually knew each other for a few years at that point. Um, we were both doing single family stuff and, and we were both focused on some different niches in, in single family. And I think it's safe to say that Ashley and I were kind of already each other's mentors in, in the stuff that we were doing uh, in the single family space, but Ashley had moved into to multifamily as well. Um, and she was well established and well entrenched in multifamily at the time that I basically decided I wanted to get into multifamily. And so she would have been happy to provide kind of the, the mentoring for me if I had questions, if I had roadblocks, but I needed a whole lot more at that point. I, I literally needed somebody to hold my hand and teach me the business. And so when you want coaching, typically you're going to have to pay for it, but it doesn't always have to be with cash. I didn't go to Ashley and say, I'll pay you $1,000 or $10,000 or a million dollars to coach me. Um, what I said was, um, let me, let, let's, let's do a trade. Um, and, and I offered value in return for the value that she was willing to offer me. And I basically said, look, let me, let me come work for your business for a year and uh, you'll have access to me, my time, my effort, my knowledge, my Rolodex, happy to invest in deals, basically whatever you need from me, basically I let me just devote myself to, to you for a year in return, um, coach me, teach me, um, help me learn the business. And so I didn't ask her to coach me for free or mentor me for free. I, I didn't, I, I basically said, I'm gonna provide you equivalent value for what I expect to get out of it. And again, it could have been, it could have been paid. I could have said, Hey, I'll pay you a thousand or 10,000 or a million dollars. Um, but for me, um, at, at that point, I, I had the, the time and the, the, the ability to kind of say, I can just devote a year of effort to you and your business. And so that was a fair trade for her. And, and she said, great, come on, let's do it. And so it was in that year that again, I traded the, the value I had for the coaching that she had. Um, and we realized that this was just a, a viable partnership and, and just tremendous synergy between us. Um, and so again, anybody that's out there looking for, if you're looking for a mentor, you don't have to pay for a mentor. And in fact, if you just want somebody to bounce ideas off of, to, to help you get past roadblocks, um, I think it's probably safe that the three of us sitting here, all four of us sitting here, um, would be happy to serve as somebody's mentor. If somebody has a question about something, people send me emails all the time. People send me Facebook messages all the time. People come up to me at RIA meetings all the time and just ask questions because they're they're trying to get past some roadblock or issue. And I think all four of us are probably uh, the same when it comes to people asking us questions. We're always happy to help and mentor from that respect. Um, but if you want coaching, if you want somebody to kind of teach you from step one, you're going to have to be willing to provide value in return, whether it's your time, whether it's your energy, whether you're paying for it, whatever it is, um, that's a significant undertaking from the person that's providing that value, the person that's providing, you don't, you don't go to college for free for the most part. Um, you don't, you don't get that kind of coaching and, and step by step for free. Um, and so uh, what I would say is figure out what you're willing to give in value. Um, and if it's, if you're, if you're looking to pay for it, great. If you're looking to go find somebody and say, Hey, I'll come work for you for a year for you to teach me the business. Great. Um, maybe you're, you're willing to go out. My, I had somebody that came to me 10 years ago and said, I'd love for you to teach me the business. I don't know what I have to offer you, except I have a lot of money. I'm willing to fund every one of your flips for the next year. If you teach me the business. And I said, fantastic, let's do it. Well, here we are 12 years later that person is still my partner. That person still does deals with me in the single family world, still does deals with Ashley and me in, in the multifamily world um, because that was the value he had to offer back then. He had a bunch of money. I was doing a bunch of deals. And so figure out what that thing is that you have to offer um, and then trade that in, in, in return for somebody to help teach you the business. Yeah, when it comes to finding the right uh, person to be a mentor or coach, um, I would say just spend a lot of time researching the same way that you would with a sponsor if you were to invest with them. Start with social media, go on their website, understand what they're talking about. If you like their messaging, they have a podcast, listen to the podcast. 
get on the phone with them. If they have a conference or a meetup, go there to sense if this is going to work out. It's kind of like dating because you're, especially if it's a paid program, want to make sure that you like this person, that the vibe is is right, that you have similar values. And that for me, that is, you know, priceless and having conversations with them. If you can meet with them in person, that's even better. Um, you know, for me, it was that that was very important just you know to meet um to meet people and you know meet with them talk with them on the phone meet with them go to where they are go to their conferences or meetups they've organized it 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 would give you a very different uh, approach and and kind of insight it's like seeing a deal underwriting it looking at the om that is you know many times love my brokers but many times you know the photos are retouched and you know um and the deal can look great. Then you fly over, you get there, you start the property tour and you realize that this is not what you want. Or in contrary, this looks not so great on, you know, the pictures are not that uh, attractive. The numbers were looked good. So you flew out there to walk the asset. You realize that this is a stronger market than you thought, um, that the, the curb appeal is much stronger. The story is better. You're speaking with the property manager. You you understand, you know, so you get a lot of insights from actually getting there. Um, and so I think that's that would be the way um, you can also ask to speak with former students and kind of ask them. And for me also, as the last tip is um, I, I connect with people that are more on the humble side. And so asking questions that are kind of hard to answer or uncomfortable, like, um, you know, tell me about a deal that kind of went south or, or something that didn't work out and see their, you know, how they respond to it. If, if they're getting agitated or kind of upset that you ask them that, or if they have a really honest answer and tell you what happened and take responsibility or if they try to say you know I was working with this partner or that partner and I didn't know this and they did xyz so it's everyone else but them for me that was not uh you know the right fit and so it's almost connecting with someone it's it's kind of how it have to make you know to check all the boxes when it comes to uh, the focus of the program how much you like that person and whether this person has same values whether they're you know, humble, they're down to earth, they're real. And that's the thing I think that, you know, and if it, this is important to you, I think it's going to be priceless. Um, and so, and, and do a lot of research, of course, talk to former, you know, students and it's not even the money. Yes. You, you, those programs are many times expensive, but it will put you on a certain path. Uh, like Ashley said earlier, that it, it kind of, you know, the people that you're going to meet are going to be the same people that are attracted to a certain personality, certain type a certain program and if they're more like you you're more likely to succeed by partnering with the right you know type of of people so that's how i would have uh, approached it ashley do you have anything you want to add to that yeah i mean just two quick comments one is i think you should always lead with value always 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 lead with value i think too many people come up and they're like can you answer this question? Can you help me with this? This is a problem I'm having, but they don't lead with value. And I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say we are not in shortage of messages every single day from uh, people we don't even know for asking for, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about people we don't know asking yeah. for help and not leading with any sort of value. I mean, obviously I had a pre-existing relationship with Jay, so I would have said yes without him offering that. I knew he had that value before he even said he, you know, he offered that value up. But at the end of the day, multifamily is, everyone says we're in the real estate business. I completely disagree. I actually think we are buying businesses. We're operating businesses, real estate's attached to what we're doing, but we're not in the real estate business at all. I think that's a, a misunderstanding of when people say they're in multifamily real estate, it's they're buying businesses. They're buying businesses, they're operating businesses, they're repositioning um, businesses, but that's what we're doing. We're optimizing an existing business or creating a new business from scratch. It just happens to be on land. So, and we own that land. But um, I think that because of that, because we are buying businesses and we're operating businesses, there is not a single person in this world that can't offer some sort of value to a business because businesses have multiple components. You can be, um, 
you can be a lawyer coming into this or a CPA or marketing or um, good with operations or networking for sourcing. I mean, there's so many different aspects to this business that it's not that you have to fit in this perfect little box to be in this business. So offer a skill set you already have as your value, um, because you'll be surprised at how many businesses are lacking that actual skill set. And they will then want to work with you just because you provide a void that they, they have. So that is another way you can leverage something you already have to gain access in a either coaching or mentorship capacity. Yeah, no, those great points. And, and um, with that in mind, if any of you ever have any problems with your pets, you know who to reach out to. That's a, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Somewhere I would be there. I hope you don't, but I, I, I will, will be, be that person for you. Um, listen, I know we're, I, I know you all, your, your time is uh, very important. We're getting uh, up to an hour here. I want to just let you um to let people know where they can reach out to you, you know, if they, if they're interested in mentorship or investing or, or whatever, what would be the best way to, to get hold of you? Sure. So, so um, it, oh, go ahead, Ashley. Oh, sorry. Um, yes. Yeah, so for Jay and I, you can follow us on Instagram at either Badash investor or Jay Scott investor. Um, also bar down investments is the name of our company. And if you're interested in the coaching company, it is apartment addicts. And if anyone, um, wants to connect with uh, me or my company, Blue Lake Capital, um, it's simply Blue Lake, uh, dash capital.com. Anything you want to add, Jay? I know you got, nope. Uh, you got, <laughs> as Ashley mentioned, all my all my social media is Jay Scott Investor. Um, and if you want any links to anything else, uh, you can go to connectwithjscott.com and that'll link you out to all the things Ashley mentioned and more. Awesome. Um, thank you all so much. Thank you all for doing this. Thank you for for being the mentors to me and and you know sort of continuing to be there for me. So. Um, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate this. I think people are going to get a ton of value from this episode and hearing your perspectives on the topic. Um, and yeah, I just, I very, very much appreciate it. So thank you. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.